Okay. All right. All right. So now it's going. Right. Um, yes, you're you're right about that. When when people hear uh, how simple the Dhamma is, and they begin to practice Anapanasati with the various steps along the way, mm-hmm. and then they hear about all of this other stuff. They ask the same kind of questions that you do. Unfortunately, that kind of stuff is very common, and the uh, the noble dhamma, uh, the super mundane dhamma, is not so well known. So you'll find a lot of people who uh, get enticed because of their own desire. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants and desires enlightenment, but that desire for it is what's going to prevent them from having it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is with the jhanas. They're not going to reach jhana so long as they want it. Why? Because first jhana has the quality of satisfaction. You've got to get out of the state of wanting. <laughs> that wanting is a hindrance, right? Now yeah. you see, that's the catch-22, yeah. is, is that they want these states. And <laughs> so recently one student said, well, with your method, um, it's really good to wake up, and I like that. But my old practice, I went really deep, and with your your message, I'm not going really deep. <laughs> and the question then was, you know, I kind of understand what they're talking about of this going deep because they misunderstand going deep mm-hmm. with um, waking up. Right, with liberation. If you just sit there doing kind of the note of the Mahasi of just kind of watching the mind as it rolls on, mm-hmm. that you will go into a kind of stupor. But that it will be a knowledgeable stupor that they begin to call deep. <laughs> okay? But it's certainly not the jhanas in the sense that normally the jhanas are understood to be progressive. They're always taught in the progressive of and the first thing is is to gather all of these five factors together for first jhana. Mm-hmm. And then in the second jhana, we begin by eliminating two of them. Okay? And so this and though the the rest of the jhanas, uh, after two, three, and four, is now a deeper refinement. Mm-hmm. of the removal of those two things. Right. So basically, if you don't have all five factors for first jhana, mm-hmm. then you're not, then whatever deep is, it's not <laughs> jhana. No matter what level of jhana you want to talk about it as, it's still not jhana. It's only going deep. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another thing that we can look at, which uh, this may be kind of interesting or old news to you. Mm-hmm. But I begin to understand that basically what happens is, is there's a there's a kind of uh, distinction in how much we wake up. Mm-hmm. Like we can wake up enough to see the noting. We can wake up enough to see dukkha. Mm-hmm. We wake up enough to see what the mind is doing. Mm-hmm. But that's not fully awake. Mm-hmm. The example is is that when you wake up in the morning, out and and still in bed, as you first wake up. The intention is not to get up yet, but just to kind of lay there and enjoy the moment. Right. It generally, that's the whole purpose of people having snooze alarms. 
is because people don't wake up the first time the alarm goes off. They'll hit it. And then five minutes later or 10 minutes later, then the snooze goes off again. The next thing that happens, though, is we then eventually wake up enough to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. How long does that take? Like uh, for a typical person or for me? (laughs) Well, we're, you know, that's the whole, it's a rhetorical question. (laughs) Or to be discussed, okay? To be discussed. (laughs) <laughs> to be discussed. Now let's have another example of that, and that would be boot camp, ah. and and the drill instructor. You know, at about five minutes to six in the morning, he goes banging his stick around and yelling, "Everybody, hold hands on deck!" You know, bang, 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 and every kid jumps right out of bed and stands at attention. Right. So they know. That, and in fact, it may be the case that one guy doesn't get out of his rack. He doesn't get out of bed. Oh, no. You know what's going to happen to that boy. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So this is the example that we're looking for is we want the kind of Santi that's like the DI comes in banging the door. Wake up. Wake up. Get up. You know, and look at what you're doing, which means get out of the rack or get out of the suffering. Mm-hmm. To come fully awake. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is possibly what's really going on with most of the meditators is that they don't wake up fully. I see. They don't have full awareness of what's going on. And because of that, they really don't see dukkha as dukkha. They don't see hindrances as a hindrance. Mm-hmm. They just see it as a kind of an ordinary thought that's to be noted. I note this, I note that, and, and the other thing. But they haven't woken up to, wait a minute, this is Duke. I can do better than this. I don't have to think about that argument with Aunt Susie or whatever I was noting. I can come out, take a deep breath, and actually feel satisfied and good. I can begin to have the kind of thoughts I want to have, which is coming closer to the, to the first jhana. So, in fact, whatever they're doing by watching just the hindrances and noting them and taking them into a deep state, would then what could be called, because it's been called that, drive a pasana. The insights they get do get insights, but they're not easy to get. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're kind of dry. They're not juicy. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's not juicy. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and not only that, but it doesn't have the insight to get out of that. The house is on fire. Wake up and get out of here. Oh, I see. They just say, oh, yes, I noticed the house is burning. Yes, the wall is burning. Yes, the ha- uh, the curtains are burning. Yes, the carpet is burning. Mm-hmm. Yes, the house is getting full of smoke. Mm-hmm. But they don't leave. They don't get out of the house. So they sit there and they keep noting, right? I see. And they keep noting, keep noting. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to recall, like, yeah, my own experience with like the noting before you know we did all of this yeah i guess like i never fully understood i would say like you know what what the insight that you were supposed to get from noting was um because to me i remember reading that yeah like you 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 sit there you know and you say that you know it's like for example uh you know thought or your or or like hearing like sound or like sight or mental image and somehow you're supposed to be able to extrapolate some sort of insight from this. 
and you know maybe it's because you know you know I was doing it wrong, um, or you know my practice you know. It, well, it, if you were, then then most do. Yeah, and and basically, yeah, and and the only thing I ever recall from that kind of practice was, yeah, you kind of feel a little better, you know, when you note it and you say that you recognize that it's a thought, but like there wasn't really anything like 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 you know like. And I guess back then that was because I was from that. It was in that mind frame of like, yeah, sit there, note, and then you're gonna find some 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 golden scroll of knowledge, or some some magical idea, some magical groundbreaking insight that will come to you. That's and that's exactly right. Okay. The trap. And, <laughs> and where that goes then was with the idea that uh, if I go deep enough. <laughs> There I will find bliss. Right, exactly. All right. But a much uh, clearer way to understand it is, is that, no, let's develop this, what we're calling bliss, as a skill mm. so that we begin to use that as a tool then to help us go deep. Right. If deep is where we're going to go. Let's go deep with bliss, not deep down to bliss. Right. So because there may there may be no bliss down there. <laughs> if you're not going down there with bliss, how is it going to arrive? Yeah, I guess also like a or you know like a related you know question that I sometimes have, which I think is really just a manifestation of doubt on my end is, you know, like the stuff that we talk about, you know, say, you know, the, the, the stuff that you know I learned, you know, I sometimes like to think, you know, if somebody comes up and asks me, like, 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 what, what have you been, you know, like, what, what's the deal? Like, what have you been talking about with with Damarado for the past, you know, say three years? And you know, sometimes I think about what answer I would give them, and the closest thing I can come to an answer is, well, yes, like, you know, uh, remember to to be happy, remember to practice, you know, to be happy, and always keep you know, on the lookout for these moments and you know the moments where you're happy and the moments where you're not happy and i guess that was you know the best summary i could i could give but you mm-hmm. know something i also think you know you know it's it's simple um and then you know have i in answering like a question like this have i oversimplified by saying because you know sometimes we talk about you know there are things like morality right like uh, you you also mentioned you know for example ajan cha uh, holds the Western monks to a very high uh, standard so that they appear more, you know, like they're more legitimate in Thai culture because they're held to such a high standard. Now, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, I haven't really, you know, like practiced or looked at, you know, the, the morality or, you know, the other portions. And, you know, I, I feel just fine. You know, like, it, like the stuff that we've been doing, it's perfectly fine. Um, you know, but, you know, like sometimes I wonder, you know, if I just say it like that, you know, uh, notice when you're happy, when you're not, uh-huh. enjoy it when you're happy, and then when you're not, remember to be happy. Um, I wonder uh, if that's oversimplifying, you know, the the the, the dhamma. I guess this is okay. Also- Let me ask you this question so that we can approach that. Mm-hmm. Are while you're happy, are you happily walking into Seven Eleven and taking things and putting them in your pocket called shoplifting? No. 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 Uh, are, are, while you're happy, are you on the Internet angrily telling every Christian or every Jew or every Muslim or every black you meet how terrible they are? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, 
what we're beginning to look at here is is that when the heart is right, mm-hmm. for and against are forgotten. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is an old saying from Lao Tzu, and, and in fact, it's like this, that when the shoe is right, the foot is forgotten. If you've got a stone in your shoe, you're going to remember that foot every step. Oh. But when the shoe is right, the foot is forgotten. When the heart is right, for and against are forgotten. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that the Buddha states this is, is that the Eightfold Noble Path is practiced mm-hmm. with the four skills of right view, right sati, right effort, and right attitude mm-hmm. brings us about right unification of mind. When the mind is unified and whole, when it is noble, it's in a state of not wanting anything. Right. I see. If you don't want anything, then you're unlikely to go hurt somebody to get it. You're unlikely to go steal it. You're unlikely to go cause trouble in some family I... if you're already satisfied. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay, so morality can be seen in two directions. One is, is that at one level, children and, uh, and some adults are not wise enough to figure out how to behave themselves, so we have to lay down a set of rules for them. Oh, I see. Right. But if we have a noble mind, then we don't need those rules laid down by others for us because we naturally are going to live a high standard that's right. based upon the fact that we don't want anything, that we're not angry at anyone, we don't, we're not out to harm anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I think I understand, because it's like, what we're saying is, yeah, like, as long as we have, you know, the, the right view, and as long as we're not speaking out of, like, you know, as long as the mind is not kind of, you know, like, uh, uh, diluted, like, we're speaking out of, like, for example, I guess the closest example I can give you is, um, I, I can think of is, um, you know, let's say somebody says something wrong, and, you know, if you want to help the person, you would say, oh, you know, like, uh, we can consider something like, you know, actually, you know, we should do it like this, or maybe we should consider something like this. But, you know, the other way to say it, you know, some people, when they're like, oh, that guy's wrong, so I'm just going to say, no, no, you're, you're wrong, and mm. you're, whatever you thought is bad, and this is the way it should be done. So there's really two different ways of saying it. Precisely. One would be the competitive way that he and I are separate and I've got to make sure that I'm right and he's wrong or there's one up or one down, a winner or a loser. Okay. And then the other side is friendship. He's my friend. Right. And so we can actually tell the difference actually in in, if we kind of like look carefully at how these actions are done. We can actually tell if the like some 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 mind is deluded when they actually do it, and I guess yeah, like like it makes sense now that like yeah, morality is really kind of a special case, right? Like because um, if your mind is really not if you if you're satisfied, you have no need to kind of you know like you know I guess like belittle the other person. So you would say it normally, and by doing that, you would actually I guess follow the more like the moral rules. I understand. Oh, okay, so I guess that, that answers the question then. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I was about to come back to, is to see how that, 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 that question answers itself once you understand the noble mind doesn't need a list of rules of morality because his mind is already noble. He's naturally going to abstain 
-hmm. from killing. He's naturally going to abstain. Before he became uh, free from uh, from suffering and free from uh, the hindrances, Mm -hmm. the hindrances themselves were part of the ignorance that we had. So we have hindrances, and the ignorance of the hindrances means that we have to go obey the hindrances, and that's the source of immorality. Oh, okay. And so we give the students or the children a set of rules because that's almost like the the last wake-up call or the, the lowest level of mindfulness that they can have would be this is the rule. Oh, like, like, right, like, don't observe, just follow, like, like, basic, uh-huh. I see. But once the mind is fully awake, mm-hmm. like we've talked about, then uh, the mind uh, fully awake with, with a mind that's fit for work would naturally not want to even have thoughts about harming people. Those right. are unwholesome thoughts. He's not even going to entertain the thoughts of going and stealing other than as an example for teaching the Dhamma. Oh, okay. Actually, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I had to remember that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't shoplift in a 7-Eleven when I'm happy. <laughs> 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 like, that's great. Yes, when, when, when we are happy and satisfied and we see that pretty girl, we can say she's beautiful. I appreciate how much time and effort she's put into all of that makeup. I like her, but I don't want her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if we have that mentality, then we're unlikely to go cause her and her boyfriend trouble. Right. And also save ourselves you know, the, 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 the whole nine yards, man. Like the, the whole cycle. Of like... <laughs> exactly. So this is a good understanding for you then, is to recognize that morality is the natural outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. Morality is the natural outcome. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Right, right, exactly. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, even, it, it, exactly. I mean, even for some, I'm just thinking of some, like, you know, some other cases, like, uh, for example, yeah, like, uh, you know, you try to help, um, you know, and, you know, you try to help and, go, and you kind of mess up the, you know, like, mess up whatever you were trying to help. I mean, even in that case, um, I guess somebody who was, you know, satisfied, they they wouldn't feel guilt, right? Because guilt, again, is one of the, um, the... When you feel guilty, that's not satisfying, right? <laughs> yeah, you would just be like, yep, I mean, I tried, you know, like, I, it's not like I was intentionally trying to sabotage, you know, whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. I see. Gotcha. That's very interesting, then. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I just... Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, no. I, I thought somebody was, was outside. Gotcha. I could tell, Dry. I was watching your eye movements. Yeah, because I thought like there was something outside. Um, yeah, uh-huh. but I, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yes, that's exactly the way that we begin to understand that we, if we are satisfied, mm-hmm. then even if we're trying to help someone and they do not receive our help at that particular point, Mm-hmm. That is no reason for us to lose our own satisfaction. Exactly. And so we have to maintain that. That, in fact, that's the time when, when we're not getting, because we wanted to help them. 
mm-hmm. and they get can't we 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 don't get what we want. <laughs> I want him to be satisfied too. Damn him, he won't be satisfied, and I'm totally unsatisfied that he won't be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, that's how the mind works. So the other way of saying okay. Let us remain satisfied and can keep vibrating at that happy level of satisfaction. And maybe he will eventually start moving in that direction. That people are often resistant. They want to keep on holding the feelings that they're used to feeling. It's like a habit, like, like the emotional habit. Mm-hmm. But mudita does work. I've seen it work many times. And this is exactly what we mean by mudita. Mm-hmm. Is your set when you're spreading your satisfaction, when you're mm-hmm. spreading your joy, when you're uh, intentionally doing good things for other people, mm-hmm. uh, even and you see that's the problem with the helper. Mm-hmm. There uh, in psychology, when I was uh, learning um, uh, with through TA, they have a concept called the helper, mm-hmm. and I recognized that that was my mom. My mom was a helper. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, what a helper is, is someone who does not feel good unless they're out helping someone. Mm-hmm. So if somebody refuses their help, they don't like it very much, and so they'll kind of persist in being helpful. Oh, so it's kind of like they're forcing their help on somebody. Yeah, right. And they're always going out to try to find something to do because they're not really looking at how they feel themselves. They're only looking for that hit of joy by being successful at helping. I see. They don't have any quality of getting it on their own. So these people are out there trying to cheer other people up. Mm. And when they don't, then the helper is going to feel bad. Because he's exactly. not getting the hit that he was looking for, but they'll but they'll keep trying to help and still trying to put on and and whatnot like that. But the wiser way to do it is is that your joy mm-hmm. is is persistent, mm-hmm. and that persistence of your joy will start resonating around and you and spread to other people, and it will spread. I see. Gotcha. Yeah, that's also like I, I think that's what we've been doing with the uh, with the Zen master. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly right. That's exactly what we've been doing with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the and the Pali word for it is mudita. Mm-hmm. Now mudita it, uh, comes in a package of uh, you've heard these, I'm sure. Uh, uh, metta, mm-hmm. karuna, mudita, and upeka. Mm-hmm. And we're, um, I would say that the one with Mudita is the place that we want to spend our time. Mm -hmm. But in fact, we just talked about Upeka in the sense that you're going to be able to maintain your joy Mm -hmm. and maintain your um, uh, satisfaction, even when you can't spread it to another person. Right. So it's like, so we don't feel bad if we can't, uh like, this is this is upeka. Now, what they often translate this as something like equanimity. I never heard of the word equanimity until I heard of Buddhism. I like a better word for it, and that would be sea legs. Sea legs? Do you know what I mean by sea legs? I heard Sailors have sea legs. Right, because they get used to, you know, like the, the Exactly. Back exactly. So we need sea legs of the mind. Mm-hmm. 
so that we, we can maintain our equilibrium, maintain our balance uh, on an unstable in an unstable world. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So uh, the basis then is mudita. Excuse me, is metta, which mm-hmm. is kindness or friendliness. Mm-hmm. And then compassion then is to recognize that this guy needs cheering up. Mm-hmm. And he needs okay? help. And then the mudita is cheering him up. Mm-hmm. And then when he won't get cheered up, it's Upeka. You're going to keep your uh, cheered up satisfaction even if he doesn't get cheered up. Gotcha. And this is how those, uh, they're called Brahma Viharas, and it's actually part of Anapanasati practice. I see. Right, because we're remembering all these things, right? Remembering to uh, be happy. Remembering to smile when you see somebody, like, who's miserable. Gotcha. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, and and so this then is the state of mind, which is an actually ordinary, wakeful state of mind. You just go around enjoying your life. Mm-hmm. And yet these guys who are looking for meditation, they're looking for, I want to go deep. Right, and they kind of miss it, I guess, like they gloss over it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, here's the question. If someone can go deep and can stay gone deep, Mm-hmm. then what kind of life is he going to have? Oh. Is he going to come out of deep into a joyful life? No, he hadn't been practicing that. He's only been practicing going deep. Right, exactly. So about the only thing he do can do with going so deep, deep is just going deep. Oh, wow. And you wind up with guys in Burma, and I've seen them like that, that they <laughs> sit uh, in a meditation hall for 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Some of them are there 24 hours a day because they learn how wow. to sleep sitting up. Wow. Wow. I see. But no one I know wants to live a life like that, going yeah, because, deep. Like, like, exactly. If you're just going deep all the time, you kind of don't have time to live, right? Like, so. I don't have time to live if I'm going deep all the time. Let's find a way to where we can live joyously mm-hmm. without needing to go deep. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the way that we practice, and you've got it down. I'm really pleased uh, with you. Really, you've done such a good job. I know that you've made so much progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, for me, I just have to remember, I, I mean, really, like, these two weeks are probably, like, a good lesson for me. I think I really do have to remember to come, you know, like, back to the, you know, to practice uh, even more, I would say. Because, you know, in, in some sense, you know, writing code all the time is just kind of, like, going deep because you're just kind of just focused on the code. And when that happens, uh, you know, mindfulness gets sapped because the the attention is on, like, code, and then you're just, like, trying to think through the whole thing, and you're not really noticing, like, what's what's going on, or, you know, whether you're not paying as much attention to, you know, what the mind is doing, and it's very... You are absolutely right. You just made a connection (laughs) that we programmers know that state of going deep because we go deep into that code. Exactly. I mean, Dad can walk in the room and kick us in the chair, and we just don't get it, you know? We're just completely in deep into that code. Exactly. And so this deep into meditation is very much like being deep into code. Exactly. And basically, you know, it's it's actually important to kind of come out of it um, a little bit, to practice coming out of it, um, because it's, um, yeah, like, it's it's definitely... 
yeah, because it's not healthy to to laser beam like the cone for like hours at a time. Yeah, and I think I actually just found out what I was looking at before. I thought somebody was there at the door. It actually wasn't. It was a big spider, and now I can't find it in the room. Like, oh god, <laughs> it was a big spider. So I guess I have to find it. Like, no, after- you don't. That spider is as much afraid of you as you are of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's, so it's you unreal. don't have to go looking for him. He's hiding from you. If he's if you see him out someplace, you can deal with him then. Exactly. Not where he is. So I guess like problem solved. <laughs> Other than that, you've got a pet spider. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was saying, like the code is definitely, um, yeah, it's too easy. Like I know that, like when I'm in that state, like it's too easy to let things like slip by. Um, and then you kind of don't really pay attention um, to, you know, like the uh, feelings that come up and it's very easy to get caught up. Um, so I guess like that's probably the, the, I guess the next thing for me to do, um, pay, pay more attention. Actually, just, I, I think like set a timer like, just to come back out of the code. Because when I start thinking about it, it's very easy to, you know, get, get, you know, sit there, like stand there for like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, an you're, hour. You're and, right. And not only that, but when they're deep into that code, they generally are not breathing very well. And so we yeah. get tired. I've noticed. Have to wake up enough out of it to take a few deep breaths and, and come back to a state of joy. And then we can go back into it. It'll be better code that way, too. Yeah. Um, like a posture as well. Like uh, posture is also a good, um, like, uh, mindfulness reminder for me because. Mm-hmm. How that when I can't like breathe, like you said, when I can't like breathe, like take a deep breath, that means that I'm hunched over because uh-huh. that means that the, the, the muscles are so tense. Exactly. Like, breathe. Um, and then I will know that. I was like, aha, like, I uh, like, that's, that's excellent that's... advice. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I guess um, I'll, I'll, yeah, basically pay more attention, uh, practice uh, for that. And yeah, like I'll probably I hope to you know, call this week. Like I, I don't like the two week gap because like the two week gaps, I know. <laughs> like some some insights or ideas that I have, like they get lost because it's just I, I just don't remember. So yeah, I hope to call again, like maybe on Friday or Saturday. I think that I would like it. I'd like to see you, Willie. That'll okay. Be good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Have a have a good day. Yeah. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.